Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You're on. Welcome to South City Radio. Minister Gavin Myers, this is Word of Fire. Yes, sir. Good evening, everybody. This is Word of Fire, and I'm Calvin Myers. I'm going to be sharing the word with you guys today. I'm going to start start off sharp. Today, we're going to be dealing with the Watchmen. The Watchmen. The Watchmen. And we're going to be coming out of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3. But before we do anything else and we get started, yesterday we had a great time in the Lord. It was awesome time. We were sharing the word and breaking down some things yesterday. And so today is a new day, a new beginning, and we're going to go into this word today. So before we do that, we want to pray and open up our radio wave ears with prayer. Always send up a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you have given us we thank you for confirmation, understanding, the anointing that destroys the yoke. We thank you for your word, your grace, your anointing. God, we pray that you will bring back to memory every scripture, every word, every revelation, every insight. Bring back the discernment, even the more moved by your spirit to discern what to say and how to say it. I pray, God, that you will bless the hearers, that you will always have your way. We thank you for all things that you've done and what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and to your glory, we pray. Amen. That being said, we're going to talk about the man himself, Ezekiel. We talk about Ezekiel. Ezekiel is a bad boy. I mean, when you, you want to talk about one of the few champions, there are very few people who God revealed certain things of eternity too. And Ezekiel falls underneath one of those categories. And he's a bad boy. When you you think about the name Ezekiel, it's between Ezekiel and Isaiah that God showed him how sin begun, where the sin originated from. So we're going to talk about something. When you talk about Ezekiel, he was called to be a watchman in chapter 3. But I want to give you some history about Ezekiel before we go into chapter 3. Ezekiel has great understanding and insight in the word. He's one of the few, him and Isaiah, God showed him what Lucifer did and what Lucifer missed the mark at. Um, Ezekiel knew that Lucifer was an anointed church. He even went as far as telling you his name was Lucifer, and he's one of the few that God began to talk to about this fallen angel. He tells us that it took place in eternity. 
Then God used Ezekiel to talk about the valley of the dry bones. So when you're going into books like Ezekiel and Isaiah, you got to take your time. You can't just read straight through it like it's another book. But there are plenty of books out there that you can read it. But when you're dealing with the man Ezekiel, you got to really understand what you're dealing with because you're treading upon some heavy ground when you're dealing with Ezekiel. Ezekiel is one of our favorite books that we can go into and just learn and glean from the power of God that he instructs us to do when we read his word. Ezekiel deals with also the valley of dry bones. He talks about there is a valley that has dry bones. He talks about being there. He know what it was like. You know what I'm saying? So Ezekiel is somebody that is, he's special. So anytime you're talking about the book of Ezekiel, you're dealing with a character who has been to a place that very few people have treaded upon. And so when I read and hear about the book of Ezekiel, I'm very surprised at what I learned from this man of God that was once on the earth. You know what I mean? So it's so much to grasp from this man's legacy and what he left. Uh, so I, 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 I marvel at that at times because I learned that there are some things that God has taught people. And when he taught these people this thing, he had a tendency that he wanted them to know things about him and in spirit and truth. So I, I'm, 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 I'm really excited about dealing with this topic today, what we're going to go into and what we're going to learn from it. I mean, it's a lot to learn from what Ezekiel has to teach us. So we're going to go into this thing today, and we're going to learn a special treat about mighty man of God who once walked the earth who can teach us some things. So today we're going to talk about the watchman. The watchman. You talk about the watchman, the watchman have a very special job to do. He's supposed to watch what's going on. He's there on his post to make sure that the enemy does not come into the gate. Talk about a watchman, he can't sleep. And in time when we pray, in fact, our church is praying these next three days, they have certain watches when you pray. It's the first watch, the second watch, and then it's the third watch. So when you talk about prayer life and how do we pray and get before God, there were certain watchmen who was on the wall and how they prayed and got before God and lay out before the Lord. But this time, we're going to talk about the watchmen, the watchman, I guess you could say, that's on the wall. When God called us to be a watchman on the wall, that's not to watch folks, to criticize them, or to get into their business, to be a busybody, to be a critical observer, because it's all kind of watch people. You got watch dogs. You got watch people who just watch you, just waiting for you to fall. You got people who just want to be a watchman for the wrong reason. We want to talk about the watchman 
for the right reason. You want to know about this watchman. So when I go into this world and I'm reading things and I learn about all these things about the watchman, what the watchman, who was the watchman, and what was his job called, and you realize that God had watchmen all the time watching things, you know. Let's read something from the book of Psalms, chapter 127. This was the watchman in the days of old. And the Bible says this, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchmen work watches, waited, but in vain, because you had to get up and watch things. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. And so the watchman at the gate, go back to the gate, was one that would watch while the people slept. The watchmen had different shifts that they would take turns and watching to make sure that the enemy won't come in and overtake the gate. So I'm going to read from chapter 3 about the watchmen. And so moreover, he said unto me, we read from the book of Ezekiel, the word Ezekiel means God's strengthening. So his name is strong, the solid. So he stepped into it, letting you know God is the one that strengthened him. Two of the two characters I love in the Bible, what their name means is so powerful. One is Daniel, one is Ezekiel. Daniel, whose name means God is my judge, and that's why Daniel never worried about nobody when they were trying to set him up to get him thrown into the lion's den. But Ezekiel name means God strengthened. It's interesting, folks. People didn't strengthen Ezekiel. God was the one that strengthened him. When you read about David, when the Bible said the men talk about stoning David as Ziglag, the Bible plainly tells us that David strengthened himself in the Lord. He didn't call for no prophets. He didn't call for anybody. He strengthened himself in the Lord. How about you? Can you strengthen yourself in God? I know it's time when you may have to cry and boo-hoo before the Lord, or do you look for people always to strengthen you when you got to learn how to encourage yourself? Now, I understand that two is better than one. We need our brothers. We need that. But I'm talking about have you grown to the point that you know how to strengthen yourself in the Lord? And there are times when you got to fight certain battles. you got to have a brother that's there with you or a sister in the Lord to be there with you. And every time when you need people, you got to have them. But if you cannot get a hold to your prayer warrior or your brother in the Lord or the sister in the Lord, you know how to strengthen yourself in God. We're going to talk about the watchman. More of he said unto me, son of man, eat thou, eat that you find it. Eat this road and go speak into the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth. He caused me to eat that roll. It was a scroll. When it said a roll, he's talking about a scroll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause your belly to eat and fill your bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? You know, when you read the book of Revelation chapter 11, I believe, when the angel told John, eat the book, 
and your mouth will be sweet like honey, but in your belly is going to be bitter. And he said unto me, Son of man, go and get you unto the house of Israel and speak with them my words. Speak my words unto them that you are sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Listen, he said, you're not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a strange language, but you're talking to people of a hard language. To uh, You're talking to people, you for you're not sent to a people of a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. I'm sending you to my people. These are not Gentiles. These are not strange people of a hard language. These are people who knows me. I'm sending you to be the watchman. Not many people of strange speech and of old, hard, and of a hard language whose word you cannot understand, surely, had I sent you to them, they would have hearkened unto me, or they would have hearkened to you. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto you. They're not going to hearken to you. For they were not hearkened unto me, for all the house of Israel are imputed and hard-hearted. Behold, I made your face strong against their faces, and your foot head, and your forehead strong against their forehead. And as an adamant, harder than flint, have I made your forehead. Fear them not. Neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be of a rebellious house. God is saying, when I call you to do ministry, don't you ever worry about how people look at you or how they perceive you. Some people try to intimidate you by many things, their title, their money, their education, because they think that they can intimidate you. But one thing I think human race forgets, when God makes a man or woman of God, he makes them hardcore. They don't care about your money. They don't care about your title. They don't care about your education. They don't care who you are. When they come in, they come in across you with the word of God. If that's what the Lord says, speak, you only speak what God tells you to speak. As an adamant, harder than flint, have I made your forehead for them not? Neither be dismayed at their looks though they be of a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto you, receive it in your heart and hear with your ears. There's a difference here. I want you to receive it in your spirit, and I want you also to get it in your ears. And go and get you to them from the captivity of the children of your people. And speak unto them and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they go here, they will hear it, or whether they will forbear it. We're not trying to hear it, or we're going to hear it. Then the Spirit took me, and I heard behind me a voice of a great rushing sound. Blessed be the glory of the Lord from his place. And I heard also a noise of the wings of the living creature. And listen, these living creatures are very interesting. 
that touched one another, and the noise of the wheels over against them, and the noise of a great rushing. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in the bitterness of the heat of the way of my spirit. I'm sorry. But the hands of the Lord were strong upon me, heavy, that was moving. Then I came, then I came to them of the captivity of Taliban that dwelt in the river of Tibar, astonishing. No, I'm sorry. And I sat where they sat and remained there, astonished among them, seven days. Anytime you hear seven, seven is the number of completion and perfection. He waited seven days among them. It came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I've made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of my mouth and give them warning for me. And when I said unto the wicked, You shall surely die, and you give us not warning nor speak to warn the wicked from their wicked ways. To save his life, the same wicked man should die in his iniquity. But his blood would I require at your hand. There's a difference between transgression and iniquity. Transgression is what you see me do outside, outwardly with my body. But iniquity is what I do in my spirit that you don't see. There's a lot of people we might see their transgression. But then there are other folks who have a strong iniquity inside of them. Bitterness, anger, rebellious, unforgiveness, hatred, prejudice, pride, arrogance, gossip, backbite. These are iniquities. Listen, folks. When I say unto the wicked, you sincerely die, and you give us of the warning, and speaking to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life, the same wicked man should die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at your hand. Yet, verse 19, if you warn the wicked, if he turns not from his wicked ways, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. God is telling Ezekiel, I made you a watchman. Who's your watchman over? The sinners? No. He's a watchman over the, the faith, the called out one, the church. A lot of times, the believers, the Christian family, don't believe that they need to be penned. I love it when Jesus said, God in heaven rejoice over one angel that repents. Than 99 a uh, sinner that don't need no repentance. Listen, God is not concerned about the masses of the number that people that repent, of people that repent, but he's concerned about that one soul. Ezekiel is sent to God's people. He wasn't created to go to the Gentiles. Paul was sent to the Gentiles. But Ezekiel was sent to Israel. A stiff-necked people, hard faces, rebellious. When you hear the word rebellious, rebellious deals with witchcraft, stubbornness, and rebellious. 
He said, I'm sending you to the hardest of the hardest. They know the word. They know how to quote the word. They can quote it better than you. They know insight. They know revelation. But yet they are rebellious. You ever had to deal with rebellious people in your life that say difficult? They don't know how difficult they are to other people. They drive people away from them just because they don't listen. They got all the answers, but yet they are trapped in a cave that they built. I'm around men all the time, and I, yesterday I was around some men, and I, men may call me that I talk with, and you can hear it come out of their spirit when they talk that they are angry, they are bitter, and they are rebellious, and they are stubborn. They're not going to change. Some men are even at a high level. It doesn't matter. But this is entitled, you, that don't mean anything. The devil don't care about that neither. He don't care about titles and positions. You're human. The only thing he knows that when you're a human, if he can get you to sin against God, he can care less about your title. I was talking to an older lady, and I told her, I said, I noticed y'all had to get rid of the dog. She said, yes, we had to get rid of the dog. She said, he went after me twice. This is a dog, y'all, an animal. She said, thank God my granddaughter was there to turn him away from me. This dog was vicious. He got angry. He went at She said she had to put him down. She said, but before they put him down, the people that came to pick him up that trained the dog, they was going to put him inside of another group to work with the dog to bring him back down underneath control. But they couldn't do nothing with him. Then they made the conclusion we have to put this dog down. Listen, and I said to her, I said, yeah, you never want to bite the hand that feeds you. One of the things that we know, and that's the figure of speech, folks, but dog can turn on you. A dog will turn on you. When you raise up a dog that was a puppy and you fed him and you nourished him and you was that dog parent, that dog get used to you, it's familiar with your scent, everything about you as the master, and that dog turned on you to growl and to attack you, you have to put him down. Now, that's the animals we're talking about. Here is God talking about Israel, of what they did. He said they became stiff-necked and hard-necked like animals. You see, animals don't have a living soul. They are soulless animals because the soul is your mind, your emotion, your will. But they're not a living soul. Notice I said a living soul. An animal don't have a spirit. Only the man has a living soul, a spirit, and a body. He's the 341. Animals are not so. Animals have a soul, but they're not a living soul. Again, God breathed into Adam, and he became a living soul because we have the soul of the Lord inside of us. But your soul is your emotion, your mind, and your will, Okay? So the animal has that. They have emotion. They have a mind. They have a will. Some animals are so smart, if you study them, you'd be amazed what animals could do in, in other things on the, on, the, on the ground level, underneath the sea, and in the air. Very intelligent. Animals are very intelligent. intelligent. They had, i never forget on TV, I was watching about, it was a place that had octopus in the tank, and they had fishes in the tank across from the octopus. They came back there the next day and they realized the fishes was dead. 
not dead, I'm sorry, they was gone. And they knew they locked everything down. Nobody broke into place. They was wondering how did the fish disappear? Because they put new fishes inside there, and those fish was gone the next day also. And it was an octopus across from them. So what they did was they put a camera there, and they realized what they saw was astonishing to them. The octopus will come out of his tank where the water was at, go down on the floor, go back up on the wall, and go into the fish tank and eat the fish. And then come back out the fish tank, go back down the side of the wall, go back up on his wall and get back in the tank like nothing is happening. It was the octopus eating the fish. Folks, let me tell you something. Animals got the ability to think, they have a mind, they have emotions, and they have a will. You can train a dog to obey you. That dog has a will to obey you. But don't ever get it twisted. That dog still has its own will. So God is talking about Israel, whom he loved, whom he adored. But they had their mind bent that they were going to do whatever they wanted to do themselves. People of God, let me share this with you. Hear me clearly. The church always had problems. Some people get mad at the church. They bitter at churches. Forget about it. It always was a problem with the churches. The Jews had the synagogue. They had problems back then. Listen, people get angry and say, I don't want to be bothered with no churches. So what you going to do? You going to be the pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the teacher? the evangelist, you're going to be all fivefold. Listen, church is going to have problems. You don't stay at a church if it's confusion there. You don't. But if the leader got the mind of God, they love the Lord, and God didn't tell you to leave, you stay right there. You continue to grow. You grow. You don't let minor things discourage you. Listen, folks. You let little things get to you, you're in trouble. Someone once said, it's hard to be big when little got you. The Bible talks about the living little levels that levels the whole lot. Little things can mess you up, man. It talks about the small foxes that spoil the vine, not the big ones. Don't let small things get in the way that it bothers you. Now, there's some things that's foolishness that you cannot tolerate. you got to move away from it. I understand that. But in the most part of it, when God puts you somewhere, you don't allow what people do to you to make you leave out. Because if people can drive you out from there, you're going to be running for a long time. Every time somebody looks at you the wrong way, you're going to get upset and take your marbles and leave. So God makes us to be pillars. He called us to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might because he wants us to be better for where he's taking us at. You can't witness to the laws if you can't handle what you go through in the church sometimes. And sometimes an open rebuke is better than secret love. God wants you to go through some things that he may try you to test your character to make you a better man or a better woman. Again, we're dealing with the watchmen on the wall. We just read Ezekiel chapter 3, and we're talking about Israel, a stubborn nation 
a people whose faith is made hard, a people who turn their back on God. And God told Israel, I'm sorry, Ezekiel, I'm going to make your faith hard as theirs to contend with them. I made you a watchman on the wall. What is a watchman on the wall? The watchman's job is quite simple. The days of old, like we said earlier, they would sit up, and different men had a shift to watch. The first watch, the second watch, the third watch. And your job was not to fall asleep. Matter of fact, in the military, they got soldiers who got to be on watch. And if they fall asleep, everybody's in trouble because the enemy can walk right by you. I want to bring back to memory to you about, uh, you remember when Jesus told the parable, he told a parable of the weeks and the tears. So the kingdom of heaven is likened to a sower that sowed seed. And then an interesting quote that he said, and why men slept. An enemy came in and sowed tears among the wheat. Who was sleeping? Men slept. This is why when you call to be a watchman, you can't be sleeping at a time when you need to be watching. We call them lunch boxes. And you don't always have to be sleep per se. Your sleepiness can be your anger. Your sleepiness can be your bitterness. Your sleepiness can be uh, distraction in life, but you're sleeping at a time when you need to be on watch. Your mind is focused on something that's not that important. When God said, I got you, and I'm going to take care of all these other things for you, but you are bent on being just sleeping. Let me tell you something. It's a dangerous thing when men sleep. When I said men, I'm talking about women, too. I'm not discriminating. We got to make sure that we own our P's and Q's because you might wake up to the valley of a desert that you didn't know how it happened. While you were sleeping, it happened to you. So God don't want us to be sleeping on the time that we need to be awoke. And one of the things that I, I learned and I love about the Lord is when God began to talk to you, he talked to you. And so you want to make sure that you're attentively awake in what God is calling you to do for him at certain times. So uh, let's talk about one of the things that uh, Isaiah chapter 50. I'm going to take you there real quick. What do you mean, Brother Calvin, about being awoke? If you read Isaiah chapter 50, and it talks about something in verse 4, it said, The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, and I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakes me morning by morning. He wakes my ear to hear as the learned. Early in the morning, you want to get before God. You don't want to be a lunchbox. Make that time, set aside a time for God to talk to you. He's something that he needs to say to you. But if you're sleeping when you should be awoke, you're going to miss what God has to say to you. Um, 
and he wants you to know because it's people you need to hear from and you need to speak into their life. Uh, and if you're not hearing from God, you're going to miss what God is trying to do. And uh, when you do that, you're in trouble. You cannot afford to be sleeping at a time when you need to be awoke. You really need to hear what God is saying. Um, and at times, we miss God because of these things. We miss them. And it's a dangerous thing when we sleep and when God is trying to get our attention. Because your discernment kicks in and gets higher when God is talking to you. So God is saying to Isaiah, Isaiah is saying rather to us, he wakes me in my mornings for my ears to hear. The watchman on the wall must be a praying man. He has to be a praying man or woman. He has to know how to bombard heaven. He has to know how to get inside of his word and read God's words. He learns to rightly divide the word of truth by studying the scriptures. Because uh, one part of the Bible says, I will stand upon my watch and wait to see what the Lord will say to me. When you look at that, let's go to the book of Habakkuk. Let's Habakkuk chapter 3. Let's see what Habakkuk chapter 3 tells us to do. Because when God makes you a watchman, he makes you to be on watch for what he's calling you to do. You never want to miss God's timing because it's very important. Habakkuk chapter 2, and he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. And I would watch to see what he would say unto me and what I and what I should answer when I am reproved. And listen to what Habakkuk said. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon table, that he that run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an important time, but the end it should speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it shall surely come. It will not tarry. God wants to get our time. And Habakkuk said, I will stand upon my watch. What are you watching for? I'm watching. In other words, I am alert. I am attentive. I'm hearing to see what God will say unto me. For those of you who know what a prophet is, real prophets, they get before the Lord. Now, you could be anointed, and you could be a prophet, and you could miss God. You could miss God real bad. And all the people that God sent around you to instruct you, you could play a stiff neck towards those people because you're not praying and listening. And this is why when you are a prophet, it's dangerous not to have a real prayer life. Listen, folks, I'm talking about a real prayer life here. I'm not talking about people who say they got a prayer life, but they ain't fasting. Then I get before God. They up and down, wishy washy. I'm not talking about those folks. They in a backslidden stage. They need to get back in order with God. I'm talking about those who are consecrated to God. Consecrated to God. Who stick their nuts out to get before the Lord. Who obeys the word of the Lord. Who live for that word, the breath of God, to speak to them. And when he speaks to them, they go to the people whom the Lord would send them to. So those of you 
document on the wall, you got to remember it's important that you hear from God. You can't hear from God if your head is in every other direction. You can't hear from him. You got to have a disciplined spirit. There are times when you got to turn down your plate before the Lord. And when you turn down your plate before the Lord, God can talk to you. So if there's anybody out there who would like to add to it or say anything, please feel free to call in. Uh, number 724-444-7444. Head number is 1439-14. So we want you to call on this, and if you want to speak, put star then eight. Star eight. Because we're talking about the watchman. Have you ever been at a job and you know that God got you there as a watchman? You can't leave that job until your task is finished. You got to say to it. You can't. You may say they ain't paying me enough money. You know, I, I hate this job. I can't stand this job. I want to get away from the job. Be careful what you ask for. God may give it to you. But I like the way he gets you out of there. <laughs> He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. He will give it to you. But you want to be careful how you ask him to get you out of there. God will give you whatever you ask for. It won't be a perfect will. Don't let you have it. Israel asked the God for meat. They wanted the garlic from Israel when he was in the wilderness. Oh, we had the garlic. We want that garlic smell. The garlic and the meat. God gave them the meat. But that meat cost them a great deal of, it cost them something. You hear what I'm saying? And so by him giving them the meat that they asked it for, they had to learn how not to ask God for certain things because he would give them exactly what they want. So what you want to do is learn to wait until God's timing. And then he will give you the things that you need to have at a certain time in life. But you got to first be a watchman for what God is calling. God knows where you're at. He knows how to get you out of from where you're at. And he knows what to do to, to keep you alert and focus on him. Not his will that you will perish. Not his will that you will miss him. But he sent you somewhere. So for those of you who are watchmen on the wall, God is tuning you in. He is fine-tuning you. You don't want to be, like, everywhere at the same time. That's a devil-minded man. When you're everywhere doing everything, whatever you want to do, and you just do whatever you want to do. Nobody's going to tell you nothing. You're all over the place. You are a devil-minded man. You got to repent and go back to your first love so that his hand can be on your life. You want things with God's blessing on your, your life. You want God's blessing to be in your ministry, in your home, at your job, even though the boss may be giving you a lot of trouble, but you're still blessed. And you know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let me tell you something. God got you. He got your back. But you want to first be in the right standings with God. You want his favor on your life. His favor is something that is priceless. Because he will protect you in all your best interests. 
Now, I want to talk about this because as a watchman on the wall, you're not going to always be embraced the right way. You're going to find yourself in sticky situations sometimes when you are a watchman on the wall. My God. You'll find yourself in problems and in cases that you don't want to go you don't want to go down. And you will say to yourself, how in the world did I get into this thing, this situation? Listen to this. Let's go to the book of Daniel. Let's look at Daniel. Verse chapter six, verse four. And when the princes and when the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion, nor fault for as much. As he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, we should not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the laws of his God. Big mistake. Verse 6, and these princes and these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto, the, said unto him, King Doris, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom and of the governor and of the princes and of the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statue, I'm sorry, and to make a firm decree that whosoever should act a petition of any god or man for 30 days, this is a temporary thing, save of the okay. He should be cast into the den of lions. Just for 30 days, if anybody asks of any gods or any other thing to honor it, within the next 30 days, they're going to be cast into the den of lions. They hated Daniel so much, Daniel was minding his business. He was a prayer warrior. He prayed three times a day. What was he praying for? Israel. He got before the Lord. God loved it, Daniel. He said he had an excellent spirit. His heart was knitted with God. He wanted to see Israel do right. He was a watchman, too, on the wall. He was a praying watchman. Now, let's look at this one. Now, verse 8, now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it may not change according to the law, the Medes, and the Persians that alter not. Wherefore, King Doris signed it the right and the decree, he didn't know they were manipulating him. They were fooling, tricking him. And when Daniel knew, Daniel heard about what was going on, that the writing
Yeah. Whoa, whoa, what happened here? Hold up. Wait a minute, people. Time out. We just have a technical difficulty. With you, how will you be able to deal with the horsemen? So God wants to move you to a place that you can be a strong man of God, a strong woman of God. He's trying to move you to that place. And this is God's will for all of our lives. He wants you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He don't want everything to be a distraction to you to the point that you take your marbles and leave. I've never seen a time like it is now. The young people doing, and they bold to do whatever they want to do. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care if you don't like them or not. They bold and strong in what they're going to do, especially when it's said. They're sitting right in front of you. They don't care. The older people who are supposed to be more saturated and full of wisdom, they're the big babies. Oh, you hurt me. You offended me. Everything you look up, they hurt over. How can God get the church to move when you got mature people who's like babies? Paul was writing to the Corinthians, and they got caught up into some things, foolish things. Let me tell you something. The worst thing you can get caught up into is people identity. That's a sad thing when you don't know who you are. Everybody in the body of Christ are here for a purpose. There's no big eyes and little you. When we get to heaven, there won't be no titles thrown around up there. So all these people that want these great titles, God bless you. 
you want to be recognized on the earth. You can keep your title. Listen, when God want to use you, he uses you. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 10. We'll read some footnotes here, something we want to show you. God got a way, he got an order of things. This one is dealing with a report of division among the people. Now listen, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you will speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you will perfectly join together in the name, in the same mind, and in the same judgment. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brothers, by them which are of the house of Chilo, and there are contention among you. Now this I say that every one of you say that I am a Paul, and I am of Apollo, and I am of Cephas, and I I am of Christ. Is Christ about it? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus, Christ, Crispus, and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in my own name. And I baptized also of the house of Stephanias. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. It will bring to nothing the understanding of the pure. Where is the wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolishness the wisdom of the world? For after the wisdom of God, the world by the wisdom knew not God. And it pleased the God by the foolishness of the preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require the sign, the Greeks seek that the wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews. A stumbling block unto the Greek foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty men, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confirm the things which are mighty. And so these are the things, and the base things of the world, and the things which are despised has God chosen. Yes, the things which are not to bring to naught, the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Folks, 
It's not about the man. It's not about his title. Don't worship men. Men die. The Lord don't die. Men come and go. God raised up leaders, picked out another one. When you start bragging on yourself or men too much, you better be careful. God is a jealous God. Don't brag on people too much. God will take those folk home just to let you know they're just a man. I'm the one that you need to be talking about, not the man. Nobody goes, <laughs> and when they eat the food, worship the plastic that the food is in. Oh, plastic, you're so delicious. I just love the way you look plastic. Nobody talks about how good the plastic looks to carry the food. They talk about how good the food is. But to them, or to him, you are, listen to this, that no flesh and glory, verse 29, it is present. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us the wisdom, the righteousness, sanctification, and the redemption that accord as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. God don't want you to glory in all man. He wants you to glory in him. There's not a man around here could make a new day come to this earth. Not one of us can do that. Only God can do that. So what we want to do is make sure that our priorities is in order, folks. We honor the woman and the man of God. We honor what God does in our life. But don't get this thing twisted. We do not honor and worship people. Worship and honor is two different things. We honor them because of who they are. But when you start bragging on them, you're worshiping them. Don't get it twisted. You want to be able to be in a place where God can hear from you and you walk in with God the right way. But you never want to get to the point that you putting more than men on the same. You bragging on people more than you bragging on God. You just talking about the God like he, oh, God helped them. When other people God used them, you say, give God the glory. But when God used somebody you like, oh, they're such a mighty man of God. You just go crazy. You lose your mind. The same way you say give God the glory when God using other folks, say the same thing about the leaders or whoever else God uses. You don't put people in a platform with the Lord at that. God is God all by himself, and he don't share his glory with another. So these people in the Corinthians had a struggle. They got to the point that they would worship as men. One said I'm a Paul, one said I'm a Apollo, one said I'm a Christ. Paul said, listen, I didn't baptize most of the lives. Few people I baptized. He said, God didn't call me to baptize people, but to preach the gospel. And so these folks got caught up into the people that they admired, and they started bragging on these people. So Paul had to remind them, and as you read on, you'll find out. He said, and you are babies when you talk like this. You say, you're not mature enough yet. And you got to understand that when God uses you, he uses you for his glory. for a second, for his glory. So he usually that he might have his way in your life. 
And a lot of times if we're not careful, we'll start looking at the people and we'll forget about God. Folks, we're here temporary. None of us is here forever. When God called you to be a watchman, he called you to do a purpose for him. Some people are sent to the sinners. Now, we all supposed to witness the people. We all have to be a witness for the gospel. All of us do. But we don't want to miss the purpose that some people God called them for the body of Christ. What do you think the fivefold ministry is all about? That's for the body of Christ. So we all come together in unity. So we all come together in one faith for the perfecting of the saints, not the sinners. That's why he gave it the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. All fathers on the same level. Isn't that amazing? For the body of Christ, he didn't put the prophets above the whole body of Christ, nor did he put the bishop above the whole body of Christ. He didn't put the apostle above the whole. The apostle build the churches and then turn it over to someone else. He don't call himself an apostle. They ain't building nobody's church. Please. The prophets preach, thus says the Lord, to the body of Christ. The evangelists go out and win the law. They go out and they win the loss. But we still need in-house evangelism also. The pastor goes out and encourages the people, but the pastor builds up the body and puts you into your purpose. The teacher teaches the word of God, rightly dividing it, breaking it down. Folks, there is a body. It's a body that God is using. It's not individuals. This is a body ministry. When the church of God is not built like a pyramid, please understand that. It's not a pyramid. It's a body. When you're thinking about a pyramid, you are heading for trouble because he wants to use the whole body of Christ, and he has a plan for the body of Christ. God is not a respectable person, but he is a respectable a principle. It's the principles that matters with God. That word principle means basic Christian elementary truth. He deals with the principle to make us what he called us to be, the people of God. Because the principles dealing with the Beatitudes, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, those are the principles that God called us to live by, calls us to live by the principles. If there are anyone else who would like to share anything or say anything, please feel free to call in. We're here. If anybody want to say anything that's on their heart, you feel free. We're dealing with the watchmen on the wall, the watchmen. So we came from Ezekiel chapter 3. We're talking about the watchmen. If you want to talk, put star 8. You'd be able to talk, anybody. But we just want you to know that God has a plan for all of us. He want to use us to his glory, his glory. And when he uses you to his glory, he want to build you and shape you and make you to the man or the woman that he calls you to be. Can you handle God giving you the things that your heart desires? 
Can you stay focused on what he wants to do in your life in this hour? What is it going to take for God to get you to be focused? Because there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of distraction that's happening in the world today as we know it. There's a lot of people who the Lord is trying to deal with. We wonder why the churches are not growing, because the people are not growing that's inside the church. <laughs> God says, my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and I will heal the land. If God can get his people on fire, you won't have a problem with God bringing people to the house of God. But he can't have his people playing games, being slick. Ah, characters, it's no different from the world. The world no games. The world said this is a game. I've done this with my boy Slick Sam. Me and Sinene done this game. We know these games. But I come to the church in this game is going on. Let me tell you something. The church, the word church means the called out one. The church is supposed to be a strong, a pillar of faith. It's supposed to have integrity. It's supposed to represent honor. It's supposed to represent love. It's supposed to represent unity. It's supposed to represent purpose. It's supposed to be a beacon to destiny of what God is calling us to. It shouldn't be no games of being slick in the church, not in God's house, because he called the church to do a specific thing. Man, God wanted his church to be strong because he said he's coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle. That sounds like a church of uh, people, the called out ones, who got it together. He's not coming back for slick Sam and lukewarmers. He's coming back for people who's ready to go into the next level. God has a plan for your life, but he only can do it when you get out of the way. He can only be who he wants to be in your life when you submit yourself to him. You can't soar with eagles by day and hang with the buzzers by night. The buzzers are nasty things. They eat, sit on anything, and hang around anything. But the eagles soar. God needs eagles. He got to have an eagle. He wants you to hang around eagles, and when you're not around the eagles by day, still be an eagle. He don't want you to turn into a uh, transform into a buzzer. That's not what his purpose is for you. He wants you to remain an eagle, even though you're not around him. <laughs> Yeah, so we learned that God wants us to be like an ego, an ego, y'all. How many of you know that? Because what he want to do in your life is so important to him. He don't want you to miss him. He wants you to walk with him. Day and night. You walk with the Lord, he will walk with you. So if there's anybody would like to say anything or if Will want to add to that, feel free to do so, Will, uh, because we're talking about the place in God and being a watchman. Well, you got to call her. 
Caller, come on in, caller. Hey, what's going on, Calvin? How are you? Who am I speaking to? This is Aaron Williams. Hey, bless you, Mr. Aaron. <laughs> what's up, yeah, I was listening to the um, comment about um, the church not being a pyramid. You know, um, that there's no big eyes and little U's, and, and you know we don't really see that. You know, we see we see few at the top, a lot at the bottom. And I just wanted to comment because I'm always trying to encourage people, but it, it's 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 the same reason why you don't have a lot of authors, why you don't have a lot of poets. Why you don't have a lot of people that make it to the NBA? Why you don't have a lot of people that start their own businesses? One because of fear. One people just scared. People scared they're gonna start seeing demons and crazy stuff gonna happen to them. Or God gonna take them out in the desert. <laughs> have them lay on their side for six months. You know, we allow our imaginations to take us out of the game. You know, um, and some people think that that is only a requirement for people as far as pushing to um, be the best that they can be. They believe that that's only for ministers. They believe that God calls you that way so you, you'll, 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 you'll sanctify yourself because that's what made you. It, it has nothing to do with their will. And when you, have, when you have that, and then you have a lot of excuses that's going on, you know, that's, that's the kind, it, it looks like a pyramid because only a few Push to the top, you know. But God wants it to be that we're all mature, that we're all edified, that we're all walking in obedience, that we're all able to lay hands on the sick, all able to cast out demons. But we we just won't do the application that gets us there, you know. So that's why we witness what we witness, and um, that's what I that's what I believe why we witness what we witness and why the church um, seems to be in a state, you know, that people look at the church like, you know, ain't nothing really too much going on. And, you know, where you said game recognize game. You know, so it, it is what it is, but I believe that God has equipped us all to do. Some people, yeah, you got to push more, and you got to push more because you expose yourself to more. So it's more things that he got to take out of you. you know, but it all still boils down to you just saying, just saying yes with your whole will. You know, we don't know how important our will is, but I say it, I've said it, and I continue to say it that our will is so strong that God Himself won't even violate it. He gave us a free will. So, I, wow. so I, just, I just wanted to put that my two cents in there. You're absolutely right, man. So right. Because I think as God continues to develop the body of Christ, <laughs> he, the church is going to grow like crazy. And I always hear people say, Jesus is coming back any day, any day now. I laugh. And I said to myself, when you look at the church, the state is it in. Brother, let me tell y'all something out there. He's coming back for a church without, without a spot or a rank or any such thing. He's not coming back for no big mess. 
If he came back now, a lot of churches would be left. Talk about the people of the church. Big titles would be left sitting right there. <clears throat> Only a remnant would go back with him. Folks, he's coming back for a church, a body of believers, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. God is not coming back for a messy, sloppy church. You ever notice something, how you see people who like things nice and neat? And I do, too. I like neat things, folks. I don't like things sloppy. I don't like my house sloppy. I don't like my bedroom sloppy. I don't like to do sloppy work. I just don't like slop. But it is amazing to me how people will have the, everything else around them nice and sloppy. I mean, neat. But when it comes to taking care of God's business the way he say do it, they real sloppy with it. Sloppy. I mean, it's just sloppy. Real sloppy. Sloppy like a little Bobby okay. We got to do things decently, the Bible say, and in order. You don't give God your worst slop and do everything else correctly. You give God your best because it's a reflection of him. And when we fail to realize that, we're heading for trouble, folks. There are things I've never seen a generation that have so much potential and yet amount to do so very little. Folks, God is looking for those who are not hearers of the word but doers of the word. He want to build us and make us and shape us and mold us, but he does it through his word. We can't read the good things or the promises of God in the Bible and all the benefits and say, that's for me, that's for me, that's for me. And then when it's time to read the, re- excuse me, the rebuke and the correction, it's, oh, that ain't for me. I bind that. That's the devil. <laughs> devil, you're a liar. Let me tell you something. God sent Ezekiel to people who knew better. He was trying to get them in the place that they needed to be in so that he could work through them to make them better. And this is what God is doing. He's trying to get his church in the rightful place. He want to come and get us, but he can't come because we ain't ready yet. And God is telling you, get in your rightful place. We're looking for God to come back, and God looking for us to get it right. Two different things. When he coming, God, he may come the day or tomorrow, but we ain't got it right with our own self. The question said, when he come back to the earth, will he find faith? The Bible said men should always pray and not faith. He's looking for faith. Folks, he's looking for faith. And when he's looking for faith, that's when he's coming back. The faith must reach a certain level where people are praying to him, calling out to him, bombarding heaven, witnessing to the law, teaching people making disciples, encouraging one another, praying for one another, strengthening one another. Man, when we do that, before long, he'll come in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and take the body of Christ away. But until then, folks died and gone home to be with the Lord. They waiting for him to come back. Oh, he coming. He coming for them individually. He ain't coming for the whole body. Because he wants the whole body to be ready. 
let me say this. God is not looking for a perfect church. He's looking for a willing church, a willing church. And the word of God says, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat of the good of the land. Are you willing? Are you obedient? Deborah A. dropped some nuggets down here on us. And I like what he was saying. Is there anything else you would like to say, Deborah A.? Yeah, I like to say, stop calling me by my nickname. Nabbit <laughs> <laughs> got everybody calling me that name. <laughs> what is the watchman to you, Brother A, Brother Aaron? Well, you know, just as you had said in the beginning, there was a person, hold up, person I believe that's called out by God to to observe some things, to, to, to watch. They said that even our pastors, you know, our shepherds have been placed to watch over our soul, to, to snatch us out of the pit, to point out things that sometimes we can't see. You know, the, um, it's a, 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 a phrase called the Jahari window in psychology. And and the first block is the me that I don't see. You know, it's it's a me that's known to the world, but for some reason I have blinders on when it comes to myself. You know, and it's a square in the Jahari window, and that's the me. You know, we we have four. It's actually four quadrants, but the one that I wanted to talk about is the one that is me, but I don't recognize it. Everybody else sees it about me. But I don't see it. But the watchman has been placed on God to snatch people out of the fire, to warn them, to give warning, so to give exaltation sometimes, not just always just to warn and to correct, but sometimes people just need to hear a word. And the watchman has been placed over the city, you know, in an exalted place, not an exalted over people, but in a lifted place that he can have a better view. You know, sometimes you, you don't see what's coming just because of your geographical location. And it's the same thing in the spirit. Sometimes you don't see things coming just because of your spiritual geographical location. You've just not been raised up to the level to see the enemy coming from afar off. But the person who's been placed up on the wall, up on the watchtower, up on the top of the hill, can see the enemy coming from afar off. And God holds people in those positions in positions of prayer and intercession, in positions of word and knowledge and words of wisdom, and you know, in those positions that they can that they can do those things to keep people out of error. You know, so it's a very to me it's a very um, I don't want to say exalted, but very critical condition. I think there's a lot of people that have slipped into hell because of watchmen that were not on their post. You know, so it's very critical to be a watchman. You know, um, as you had said earlier, in the scripture says that you know when you when you when you say something or you don't rather when you don't say something that the Lord told you to do to warn a person, you know, they, they and they go to hell, but He's going to require the blood their blood to be on your hand. So you know, you got to definitely be you have to be in a place where you can say it because a lot of people just say it because they have the gift. You know, but they they themselves are still in error. So I mean, I don't want to go all over with it, but you know, when I think about a watchman, you know, I think about intercession. I think about prayer. I think about moving in the prophetic. 
I think about moving in obedience, you know, being able to be in a position that I can see the enemy afar off to be able to warn people. Because if I'm in the same position that you in, when you in sin and I'm in sin, you know, we both we both might be in there. We both might fall. Wow. Yes, sir. You said a lot, man. That is good. Mm-mm-mm. Because one of the things I'm realizing that the watchmen, they are praying people. They have the gift of prophecy. They are preachers. But they are teachers. They're your peers. They're the people that's in the church. They are the pastors. But he watches over your soul. He or she. They are the people who are in high places. And that's why we got to keep moving forward as a church, as a body of believers, not only in the household of faith, but outside. We encourage one another. We strengthen one another. We pray for one another. We never want to tear down each other, especially when God has given each other a ministry to do it. We don't want to think of a way, how can I set down Aaron's ministry that he's doing now, I know he's ministering to people that don't go to my church, our church, but I want to stop that because I'm jealous of Aaron. How do I stop him? I know what I do. I'll put a lying word out on him in the ministry so that nobody want to go there or the leaders will set it down. Listen, folks, we got to be very careful when we try to bother with other people and what God is calling them to do. We're supposed to esteem one another higher than ourselves, encourage them. God bless Aaron even the more. He's about a good work. Move on his behalf. God meet every need that he needs. Let him not wonder or worry for any good thing. God meet him right in the place where he's at. Lay your hands upon him. Speak to his heart in the midnight hour, God. Raise him up to a man that you're calling him to. Move him into the, your purpose of his life. He or she, God, give him favor with people. Let finances come in. Bless him with everything he needs. If he needs home, give him a home. If he needs a car, give him a, home, a car. If he needs finances, give him finances. Give him more favor, God. Open doors even more. This is what we to pray about. God uses music to be anointed even so much that when people hear it, it draws them closer to you, Lord. I want the best for my brother. I don't want him to go down or go under. I want him to keep on climbing. Listen, folks, that's one of the things that the watchmen on the walls can pray for. If I see anything, if the Lord, you show me anything, show me how to intercede and pray for him because the enemy is going to try to stop him because he's ministering and encouraging so many other people. Don't let the enemy stop him. We pray against everything that will work against this man's ministry, his life, his family, in the name of Jesus. That's how we got to pray, as being a watchman on the wall. We want the best. What my brother gained is not my loss. Listen, folks, another man's gain is not your loss. I'm telling you. When you see God blessing someone else, don't you ever think, oh, that's my loss. He's becoming so great that I'm losing out. It has nothing to do with you. What God has for that man, he got it for that man. That man was built to do that. He was created to do what he's doing. 
and maybe God is using that man to do it well. Music is any losing to your glory, God. You want God to do what he got to do for that brother. Because I'm going to tell you something. You realize that the picture is big because when God moves with his heart, he's helping families. If the man of God is preaching and teaching, he's building up other families. Listen, man. It's a dangerous thing to mess with God's people when they're doing God's will. I'm not talking about title. They don't have to have a title. But if they're doing God's will, you better keep your mouth off of them. <laughs> you don't want no trouble coming to your home. Don't come up against them. Tell you, you pray for them. Because in praying for them, God is going to deliver you. What do you mean by that, Brother Calvin? Folks, let's look at Abraham. They had a problem with all the people in Egypt in the book of Genesis got sick. And when they got sick, they didn't know what happened. I don't know if God, I can't remember if God set up the wounds or the people. Something happened. It was a curse over them. And God showed up to the Pharaoh because Abraham and Sarah was living among the Pharaohs. And God said to the Pharaoh in his dream, if you touch that man's wife, you're a dead man. And he said, listen, I didn't know this was his wife. He lied to me. He said, I know you didn't know it, and you was innocent from it. He said, that's why I didn't suffer you to touch her, to go into her. He said, return the man wife back to him, for he shall pray for you that you'll be healed, for he is a prophet. Listen, y'all, when you start messing with things that don't belong to you, you bring in a curse on yourself. Leave it alone. Because remember, God told one of the prophets, he said, you can't curse who I have blessed. Remember God told Abraham, too, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you. Don't allow your mouth to curse God's people. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. Because no matter what you try to do to take them under, we just read Daniel. When they try to take Daniel under and get him thrown into the denim lines, they got their whole family thrown into the denim lines. The Bible let us know that God delivers the wicked from outer danger, and God delivers, I'm sorry, the righteous from outer danger, and the wicked goes into his it goes into his place instead. Listen, he'll deliver his people and put the wicked right in that spot and let them go through. <laughs> when they threw the Hebrew boys in the fire, who got burnt up? The bondmen that bind them up to throw them in, they got burnt up and killed. Hebrew boys was okay in that fire walking around. They had air conditioning in there. Seems late modern spiritual air conditioning in there. And the Lord was with them in the fire. Listen, y'all. God is always with us. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. This is why we got to wish and pray that God give his people their heart desire. Pray that they stay in alliance where God would happen to be at and they can stay focused. I am excited for what God wants to do with his people. I love it when I hear that the people of God are doing well, that they're prospering whatever they put their hand to do. God is with them. I love it, man, because it encourages me. 
it encourages me, y'all. I'm telling you. I am encouraged when I hear that God is moving by his spirit among his people. I'm telling you. You got to know that, too, that he want to move among you if you let him. So you don't get mad or drink sour grapes because God is doing something for someone else. And you think of a way to try to set it down. You don't do that. You think of a way to keep it going. Because you don't want, when it's your season and God is opening doors for you, you don't want nobody trying to come in here and destroy what God is doing for you. You know it's the Lord. This is why we rejoice with those who do rejoice. And we move forward to what God is doing. Always encourage each other to move forward. Move forward. Always be a word of encouragement to the saints. There are people who are going to attack you to the cow come home. They don't care about you. They're just going to keep on attacking you and attacking you and attacking you. And They don't care about you. They don't even know they're fighting against God. Because God put it in your spirit to do it. They're fighting against you. They're fighting against God. And they think you are their enemy. You got to pray for those people. Because they're bringing things on themselves and they wonder why they're going through what they're going through. Because they got their word against God's anointed. It's not just for the fivefold ministry when God says, touch my, my anointing, do my prophet no harm. He's not just talking about the fivefold ministry, people. He's talking about anybody that's anointed of him. When you got it, you got it. When an individual is anointed by God, you don't touch them. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. You might be messing with something that's way over your pay rate. Trust me. So down the line, these people may be the ones who are going to be dealing with a lot of souls, whole lot of souls. And here you are trying to stop them before they even get started in where they're going at. You know Saul had that problem with David. Saul didn't see the trillions, you heard it right, trillions of souls that David will connect with over the days of his life. King Saul didn't see that. He saw a shepherd boy that was going to be the king one day. And he was jealous. Listen, David would touch trillions of souls. People are reading David's writings from all over the world. Different ethnicity, written in different languages, the Psalms of David. Saul didn't see that. He just saw the shepherd boy that he did not want to take the kingdom. Little that he knows, this man hopes and words of encouragement will be read for 4,000 years of all types of people, all types. And still people getting saved reading David's quotes and psalms. Listen, this is why we got to be so careful that we don't throw the javelin at the wrong people. That would make a good topic. Be careful who you throw the javelin at. Because <laughs> you never know who you, you throw the javelin at somebody that you don't know who they're going to be one day. You don't know what legacy they're going to leave. You trying to kill them, not only are they going to do well, they're going to leave a strong legacy in the earth. The legacy they're going to leave is so great that people are still going to be talking about what they did on the earth 
and use that as a landmark to win others to Christ. I know it happened with our pastors. Can you imagine people who put their mouth against our pastors? The late pastor Benjamin Smith, people said dirty things about that man of God. To this day, that man's legacy is still affecting people. Listen, folks, I'm telling you, we have to be careful who we put our mouth against because we don't know the long-lasting effect they have on other people's lives. So many lives is connected to them, and yet we want to shut them down? What kind of thing is this? You know you're dealing with demonic things. So God, when, when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, this is what I love about the Holy Spirit. He sets free. He heals. He delivers. He brings insight. He brings discernment. He brings wisdom. He brings purpose. He brings vision. He's raised the bars up. He brings in soul. All of this when the man or the woman of God have allowed the sweet spirit of God to come in. So the Holy Ghost, is he's a creator. If you will, if I may, he's an artist. He paints pictures. And when he... Yeah. Feed him a speech. Feed him the grow. Feed him learn enough. Y'all see ready, y'all. Just be real. Be safe. Be ready. Any questions, comments, or concerns, email me at dj underscore chill at my.com. Until then, hello? So what? Amen. Amen. We here. I thought everybody just got lost for a moment because it was like dead air. So I said, you know what? It went quiet. It went quiet for about 10 seconds. And that was unbelievable. So everybody, that 10 seconds, right, is 10 seconds of your life. You got to think about what was said this whole day going down. That's the minute. Mm-mm-mm. But that was one of the things that when you see God is moving and the legacy that he's allowing us to leave in the earth, and when you see God people growing, if you see the Lord people growing, they're getting built up. We got to pray for that woman of God or that man of God. For real, we got to keep bombarding heaven for their life because the enemy doesn't like it when the people of God is building, being built up. I love it when God raised up a new leader. 
And what I mean by leader, I'm not talking about the title of a pastor. I'm talking about anointing is on somebody's life. They don't even have the title yet. But you see the anointing on them. And you look at it and you say, my God, he's doing it again. He keeps building and raising up people. Anybody else would like to say anything? Feel free. If you'd like to add anything to that or share something with us, feel free. We're here. We're listening. Because this is what it's all about. When we can encourage one another and strengthen one another, look out for each other, don't allow the enemy to discourage you by no means. You keep doing what God has called you to do. And you keep walking in the the ways of the Lord. We talked about uh, today, we talked about what is the guy called? Uh, Nehemiah. Ezekiel. <laughs> Ezekiel. Huh? Ezekiel. Yeah, we were talking about Ezekiel now, but at the Dokey Donut, we were talking about Nehemiah. Okay. Wow. Uh, he was called to build back up Jerusalem. Sam Valley. Kept on telling him, come down. We want to talk with you. <laughs> Sam Ballet wanted him to stop building that wall so bad, but he had to keep building. Listen, folks, when you are building the walls for God's people, don't you ever allow the devil to take you down from that wall. You cannot allow it to happen. Don't you ever let God do that. The devil do that, I'm sorry. Because God got you here to build a wall. He's giving you papers and license by the king to do it. And it's beautiful if you ever read the story of Nehemiah, when you see the 12 gates that he built back up. He built back up the whole Jerusalem, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. He had orders to take people with him to work with him. Sam Ballot was a half-breed, half-Jew, and he was half-Gentile. He said, if a fox run up in there, it's going to collapse. He tried to mock God. Let me tell you something, God is not mocked. You will not mock God. When God calls someone to do something, you may laugh at it at first, but you better believe God is going to get the last laugh. He's going to get a gut-belly laugh, too. They laughed at Noah. When he talked about rain coming down, it never rained before. They said, this fool is world, trying to hope that water come out the sky. No water comes out the sky. There was a mist that came down through the valleys of water, the streams of water, and it, the mist would come up from out of the earth and water this flower and all, watered all the flowers. It never rained. And here he is building an ark or a ship the size of two football fields, it sounded crazy and stupid. Can you imagine how hot it got some of those days when he was building it? And the scholars believe that he hired people to help him build it because eight people couldn't have built nothing that, that, that big. And they said it took about 100 years to build that thing, but it showed up right. You see, those folks was living longer. Back in those days, they lived long life. 
300 years old, 400 years old, 500 years old, 600 years old. That would have been equivalent to somebody now living to be 100 years old. They was living long life. Before they laughed at him, they thought he was crazy until it started raining. Once he got all those animals on that ark, it was a done deal. Be careful who you laugh at when you see them starting off. Because the laugh just may be on you. Because it may start off small, and this is how God is awesome. He always starts things off small. The Bible said despise that small beginning. He starts it off small, and then it grows, and it grows, and it grows. And next thing you know, this thing is huge. But it started off small. When God called Abraham out, he called him because the Bible said they was the least of the people that were scattered all over the earth. Hebrews. The fewest in numbers. Not because they was wise, because the Egyptian was the wisest people. Not because they were the smartest, because the Asian American was smarter. Not because they were the most mightiest, because the Roman was one of the mightiest group around. You get what I'm saying? They had a different type of skill. They were the least in numbers. Not only that, they were the most stubborn people to deal with. God called them. And he used the Jews to give his secret to, that they may share it with the rest of the world. Listen, don't despise small beginnings. You'd be surprised when God did it. The only thing you got to do is write the vision and make it plain upon table. You write it down. Do like my man Deborah A. do. He write it down. Take a tablet and start writing things down because you might forget it. The devil loves it when you don't write it down. He'd come and try to snatch it away. You'd be like, what was that quote that he said? It was something he said. I wanted to look at You can't even remember. The devil loves it. He laughing. He said, he can't even remember. I'm going to make sure that. But when you write it down, go back to your footnotes and say, oh, yeah, this is what it is. I'm going to look more into this. Folks, let me tell you something, man. God is awesome. He's awesome. And if you want to ride with him, you got to ride with him the right way. The Bible says that every man that strives for mastery is not crowned except he strives lawfully. There is a lawful way of striving with God. He wants you to ride with him. Man, he, he's a good, listen, when you ride with the Lord, get it, be ready to expect great things to happen. You ride with him. The world got a thing to say, ride or die. That's what we want to say with God. We ride or die. We ride with him. Peter said, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Where should we go? We ain't going nowhere. You got the words of eternal life. You the one that's doing miracles and healing people and raising up the dead. We ain't going nowhere. Where, where we going to go at? Ain't nobody else doing this. This is the dance right here, and we riding it out with you. So, yes, we love you, and we appreciate all of you. And God has a plan for everybody. He doesn't exclude no one. He's not a man of favoritism. He operates in favor. And he don't care who get it. He just want to see do you want it or how bad do you want it. He loves it when you become his friend. God is looking for friends, y'all. I'm telling you. He's not lonely. Nor is he ever alone, but he loves to make friends. Oh, he loves us so much. He loves us. 
We are the apple of his eye. If you knew how much God loves you, he talks about you. He brags on you. He's proud of what you're doing. You keep doing what God has called you to do. Don't let the sand ballot try to get you to come down off that wall. But if you're going to be on the wall, be a watchman on the wall. Be a watchman for the Lord Jesus. Do what he asks of you to do. Take your time and grow in the Lord. Learn how to get before God and just minister to him. And when we say minister to the Lord, pray and worship before God. Let him embrace you to the place that he can use you for his glory. He got great things in store for you. He needs you in this hour to be a light. He wants you. And if you can be that woman that has that light, or you can be that man that has that light, he will let people glean off what he's given to you. He will let people glean off. And they will grow because they're watching you grow in God. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. He wants us to be the best we can be. The military got a slogan that says, be all that you can be. And some of you guys who went in the military know what that means. Be all that you can be. (laughs) Join the army. You know what I mean? They want you to be the best. The Marines, I love the way they say it. They say we're looking for a few good men. <laughs> Not everybody is a good man, but we're looking for a few good men. That means men and women, just a few. If we can get a few, we're going to be all right. And so I always want to encourage the people of God, find your purpose, what God has called you to do in life. Walk in your purpose. Walk in that thing that God has designed for you to be. Submit yourself to the Lord. Let God make you the man that he designed for you to be, the woman for he designed for you to be. It's going to be all right. It's going to take you there. And you got to know that if God is for you, who can be against you? Again, the day we were dealing with the watchman on the wall. When God called you to be a watchman on the wall, he called you to speak, to say those things. When it's time to be a rebuke, it's a rebuke. When it's time to heal, it's time to heal. But you're a watchman on the wall for the Lord. Love God, people, because they go going through things. Encourage them, strengthen them. And know that God is looking out for his people. He loves his people. He loves you. He's not a respectable person, but he's a respectable of principles. It is the principle that makes the difference between God and you and I, because this is what he called us for a time in this hour when so many people are, are perishing, when some, so many people don't know what wisdom is and make a wise decision, when so many people haven't experienced the presence of God in their life. They don't know how wonderful it is. When God's spirit is in them and he be around them, they don't understand. But he got a plan for them. He wants to use them just like he wants to use you. God will use anybody. He's just looking for availability. Are you available for God to use you? 
are you available? He wants to use you. I love Ezekiel because after that, you learn as you go further into the book of Ezekiel, God took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. Bones. And he asked him a question. Can these dry bones live again, son of man? They call him son of man, son of Adam. That's what it meant. Ezekiel's response was, oh, Lord, you know it. And he said, prophesy to these dry bones. Begin to speak to them. And as he spoke to them, they begin to come back in order, get back in alignment where they're supposed to be at. There are things in people's lives that you got to speak to them. That's why I love this radio, internet radio, that they can get back in alignment. There are places that God will send you to speak to people's lives. It's the valley of dry bones. Their bones are dry. That means they've been, they was dead for a long time. Now, when a corpse just died, got meat still on it. Flesh is on it. It's stinking, but flesh is still on it. But when you see dry bones, at dead, dry bones is in a desert. That means it's been there for a long time. There is no flesh on it. There is no sewage on it. Nothing is on it. It's been dry for a long time. And God is saying, speak to this situation. And don't stop there with the bones. Speaking to the four winds of the earth, north, the south, the east, the west, cause everything to come back in order. So a watchman's job is never finished. He had to at times. Speak to the dry bones in the valley so that it can come back in order, bringing it back together. He's the watch, the watchman on the wall. And God told Jeremiah not to worry about the faces of the people. He told Ezekiel not to worry about the face of the people. Because sometimes when you're going forth and you're trying to build up God's people, the faces, if you're not careful, will try to intimidate you. Not that they're going to do something to you, but their faces that they got to look that we don't want to hear what you got to say. We wish you would just set up and go somewhere, but you got to speak what God has told you to speak. It ain't your job to worry about how they look at you. They look you up and down. Matter of fact, when they look you up and down, just spin around in front of them. <laughs> like your monitor and say, did you see what you like? Do you like what you're looking at? Walk and spit in front of them. Let them know and smile at them. How you doing? They might roll their eyes and look the other way, but it's all good. Because once God delivered you from people, he can deliver you from the devil. Because guess who the devil uses? People. <laughs> but that's the way God works. Let him continue to have his way in your life. Let him continue to use you. You are important. You are an asset. You're not a liability. You are an asset for God's kingdom. And God is going to use you to his fullest. You should not die but live and declare the glory of the Lord. You will not die, but you're going to live and declare the glory of the Lord. You are an asset, not a liability to God. At this time, I'm going to turn it over to Brother Will. 
If anyone else want to say anything before Will say anything, you're free to say something. If anything you want to add to that, please do so. Say something. If anybody out there would like to say anything. Got a caller. Come on in, caller. Hey, praise God. Praise God. Once again, I'm just encouraged, man. I love the word, man. It's just... I just want to encourage you guys, man, to keep on spreading the word of Christ, man. That was a very, very clear message on the word of God. And I'm really encouraged by the word, you know, spirit and life, you know. Um, we're living in the last day. And we need to stay in God's word, stay in his presence, and walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And that was very, very a good meal you gave out there, brother. And I just want to encourage you to keep on doing what does say for the Lord. Awesome word. Praise Jesus. Amen. Dr. Ron is in the house. Man, it's always good to hear from you, sir. Always. <laughs> the man devil A and Dr. Ron. Will, is there anything you want to say? I mean, like, <laughs> it, it'd be kind of stupid, like, you know, I, I look, Mr. Aaron. Like, yo, please do not ask him to say anything. <laughs> okay, and you gonna say something crazy like that? <laughs> well, yeah, I ain't gonna say nothing because this is classical. Like, this is something you can go back and listen to after today and after tomorrow. Sometimes after next week. Because <laughs> this some good stuff. And it's good word. Amen. And I don't even know if everybody's going to understand it later, but they might catch on sooner or later. I'm just going to say, if y'all did catch on, hey, hallelujah. <laughs> Welcome back. Because <laughs> this is what we do. I'm sorry, but Minister Calvin is going to be doing things again in two weeks. So just be prepared. Because you don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. Exactly. Think about it. But until then, soon as in tomorrow, Princess, Inchilla, Maddox, and DJ Chill. With my test live. Which was the situation in itself because what they do is they let people go on the air and sing. Do poetry. Do whatever they might like to do live on the air. And it sounds kind of good. So it would be nice if Aaron Williams... <clears throat> did I, choke? I choke. If he would do something live on the air, gospel-oriented, and... Some of them people out there that's listening on the other side of the street. Until then, this is Sound City Radio. Freedom of speech. Aaron. Freedom to grow. Yeah. Freedom to learn and know. Aaron, you can oh. say something. Oh, no, shoot. Did I put him on spot? I did I put him on spot? Oh, he's in the building? No, oh, he's saying I'm something. I'm so Go sorry. Ahead, I did not know he was still listening. I thought I was going to catch him on a, you know, you know, you catch him on a nut up. You're like, yo, yo Aaron, guess what? This is what you're going to have to Go do. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Will is crazy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
need our faith more. Yo, three times a week, you better. Maybe go seven. But look, <laughs> people, if y'all don't know what's about to happen, I'm going to tell you now. And William's got an album out, and he's about to work on another album. Can you imagine the first album, he's just playing Testaroni. This album, he's going to be like, I can't yo. <laughs> he's going to be like, yeah. Y'all going to be looking at him like, wait a minute. Um, Excuse me. I, I walked by you like five times. And I didn't even say hi. So now I want to say, excuse me. Maybe he could say it because I don't know it. Um, say it again. Minister Aaron Williams. Yeah, well, you know, it's Ring Your Heart. That's my first project taken out of the book of Joel, Chapter 2. It's on iTunes, CD Baby, Google Play. You can find it on all those media outlets. We are singing um, at a benefit concert for a mission department from Triumph and Faith on next Saturday, which would be June the 24th. You know, around 3 o'clock, so those are in the area. If you want to stop by, we'd love to see you. We'll be selling CDs um, there also. Um, but I think I've been talking to a lot of professionals, and they're saying instead of doing a CD project, the way that the market is and the way that the you know um, people are doing it now is to release a single. So, Lord, bless me. We got about 30 songs, you know, <laughs> that we're ready to, to, to work with. We got a lot of people that are listening to the material that are coming on board, that are asking to participate and get with us to um, help the project move forward. But we're just excited to see what the guys are going to do. We're going to stay humble. Like me, like like me, like like me. Gotta, yes, I'll be on the remember, album. Yes, like we me. Like, we got to remind Will that we got to remind Will that there's only one star in the body, and that's Jesus. You know, all of us is just gifted and talented. But there's only one person that shines. And that's Christ. So we're trying to lift Jesus up. You know, and as the Lord opened doors, we're going to move forward. You know, and I will take every blessing that he brings my way. Amen. So, but just to just to let you know so how, that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. How can they give you a blessing like right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's something oh, well, they can do. Gotta, maybe they may be listening to this. They might be listening to this after the show. I got a what? post office box. My post office box. You just send all correspondence. If you want to, you're looking to, you know, send a blessing and um, just um, be a blessing to a brother. You know, you can send any, you can send any and all correspondence. I'm taking all correspondence. You know, any um, love offerings or whatever. Someone's want to support the ministry, um, support the album. You know, just send it to my name, Aaron Williams. That's Post Office Box Five Zero Nine Four. Philadelphia, PA, 19132. That's Aaron Williams with two A's. Post office box 50694, Philadelphia, PA, 19132. We'd love to hear from you. God bless you. Well, people, you heard it. <laughs> he didn't just say, I'm coming out with 10 stars. <laughs> that was <boy> said 30. <laughs> Wait a 
usually say that. Like, they'll say, yo, check out my new album. I'm going to have, like, 10 songs. He's like, yo, check out my new album. It's going to be 30 songs. <laughs> Did you just say well, no, songs? Let, let me play. I didn't say that. You know, what I'm saying is that um, with the way that the market is, um, that people, you know, artists are, are not releasing a CD at a time. They're releasing one song at a time. You know, and the songs, the songs that the Lord's given me, and he's still giving me more songs. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I said, wait, 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 time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So we, we all are on the same page, man. You you just, uh, you about to add extra bonuses. Like, yo, next time you're going to see my second album, it's going to be 60 songs. <laughs> and then maybe I might just get 90. <laughs> and if the Lord blesses me, you might get 120. <laughs> what? This is how uh, you don't understand don't how it's coming off, man. You are really, you don't, don't understand because about. I'm talking about the matter of the fact that you just said 30 songs, right? Now, no, this I is have what's going to happen. 30 songs in my library. I'm not releasing 30 songs at one time. I know. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They might have to receive it now. How much time they got for later? You might as well just be like, hey, look. I'm going to let these go before they get old and they're not in my system no more because I thought of something new. What the heck? All right. Well, unlike, unlike you, Will, um, I, I do what the minister Calvin said. I write everything down. So. Oh. Well, so I'm I, just saying, man, I know you got more albums. The people that's listening right now, they might want to do a song with you. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to do anything, basically. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a rapper. You know, I, ain't, I, don't, I don't. It's some things I don't do. But, you know, praise the Lord. I, I'm, I'm willing to listen rapper. to you. Man, you ain't got me a rapper, man. Have you listened to your album? That joint's anointed. So you don't think people are gonna listen to the album and say, "Yo, you know what? <laughs> Time out. <laughs> Let me see what I, this one got flavor." And then they gonna come out with another track, and then they gonna catch them off guard. Like, wait a minute, this one really is anointed. And that's when you gonna have problems, cause everybody and their mama gonna be like, "Yo, you are not allowed to walk past me without even talking." Or at least saying, yo, listen to my track. I'm telling you. And if they ever, you know, get a chance to listen to you, minister, uh, you know, at a church, uh, you know, <laughs> they might just get shook. <laughs> but that's another story. Can you say that, P.O. Box, one more time? P.O. Box, that's Aaron Williams, P.O. Box 50694, Philadelphia, PA19132. And what's the name of the album? Name of the album is Ring Your Heart. And where can they find it again on um that thing I, where they can buy it? iTunes, yeah, that's it. Google Play, and CD Baby under Ring Your Heart, Aaron Williams. You know, that's, again, Aaron Williams with two A's, R-O-N-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S for correction. All right, so people, if you're listening to this right now, or if you happen to be listening to this later, it doesn't matter. Just take time and just buy the dad for the song, man. Support him. Because when you listen to it, you're like, you know what? I'm keeping this, and I might just share it. But instead of sharing it, just tell somebody else to purchase it, too. What? There ain't a lot of money. It's just you supporting somebody that got some good music that you're going to like even when you hear the next music because next time you're going to be like, yo, I want all the music. And why not get it, man? I'm just saying. Anyway, where's the government? Uh-oh. Well, 
Ms. Aaron Williams, when the next show on um, Purpose Kingdom Network on um, BevNet? No, on what's it called? Log Talk Radio. When's the next time you're going to be actually doing your show? Show us tonight. Show us tonight at nine p.m. Yeah, every oh, show is. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Hold up, man. But first of all, you know you're talking so far away. Like, we got to listen very hard to hear you. Now, I know my mouth was right next to the daggone phone. So when you want to say this one, yo, can you get a little closer? Like, <laughs> we can hear you, man. Well, I'm on every night that Calvin is on. Me and Calvin are on the same day. So he's every other Tuesday, and so am I. I'm on every other Tuesday. I'll be on tonight. Oh, you know what? I'll be on tonight. That's perfect. That's God. You know what? <laughs> All right, so tell them, how can they listen to you exactly tonight? Because everybody that's listening right now, you better listen tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> You're going to have to stop. I, I listen, um, people, um, don't allow Will to be threatening <laughs> y'all under my name. Okay, I, this is Brother Aaron. I ain't threatening nobody. If you listen, I would love to have you listen. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a loved one, even tell an enemy, you know, to listen to Blog Talk Radio, DTW Ministries, tonight at 9 o'clock at 323-870-4174. That's all you have to do to dial in is dial that number, and you'll go directly into the broadcast. And when you desire to talk and get um, placed with the operator so I know that you're on the line, just press 1. So, again, that number is 323-870-4174. Y'all heard it, 323-870-4174. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> you know, because that, that, that last number, we all was like, What? <laughs> Now y'all got it. So y'all better call. What the heck's the topic for tonight? <laughs> the topic is, I'm, 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 I might have went over this topic again, but like I've told everyone before, that you're just walking with me as I'm walking through my salvation with the Lord. And we're back into the book of Judges again tonight, same chapter, chapter 6, and we're going to still be talking about Gideon. But um, I believe he gave me something different for this week. And we're going to go from there. We're going to start with Gideon, and we might make it a little bit further than that. But the Lord is calling us to a place um, where we're moving out of procrastination and complacency and moving into fever, I would say, <laughs> hotness, <laughs> moving into our passion. You know, and, and, and I want to let the children of God know that it's our passion that drives us into the purposes of God. I'm not talking about fleshly passion, you know, and, and I don't want to preach now, and I'm going to save mine for my own show. This, um, <laughs> this, this is um, Reverend Meyer's show. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're here for purpose, and God put purpose in us, and that purpose is definitely, you know, um, where God wants to take us. He wants to wants us to learn how to take the passion that's in us and turn it around for our good. Yo, I, I don't know if that ain't no words of fire or if the show is called Word of Fire. Minister Calvin Myers. <laughs> hey. 
Miss Gamar. Wait a minute. All right. Maybe. Well, you have intended to differ. Minister Calvin Myers. And Calvin done dealing with you. <laughs> he did what? What you say? Uh, he, he had to go probably. He still oh. on the line? I don't know. Well, look, we live. So, people, um, again, I think, you ready to know, where we always like to be real, be safe, and be ready. But always remember, freedom of speech, freedom to grow, freedom to learn and know. Because he got a double standard. My boy, On Point Radio, self. I know he's doing his thing, and the topic for the night is, uh-oh, I don't even know yet. But it's at 9 o'clock also. St. Thomas, my dog. <laughs> they talking about, well, DJ Flex, these stories are hip-hop. I think the pin number is 143361 pounds. I think. I'm not sure. But definitely check out Aaron, because, man, look, I'll be checking him after the show's over, because I got to do that show, so, you know, got to slip up, dip up, I'm do on point ready up. But Purpose Kingdom is always still right there for you. They always going to be. That's why I was chilling that. So, look, check out what Aaron got to say. Don't try to run away. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's right here. This is right now. But this is Word of Fire. Minister Calvin Myers. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. He just actually talked. Is that him? Or is that, is that me, brother. Hello? I was listening. I was going through some technical Yo, man, why would you make us go through? You know what? Hey, Aaron. I can hear don't, y'all hey, talking. Hey, Aaron, you know what? I was <laughs> and don't just throw us right. Get him. At Dunkin' Donuts, when y'all do the next ministry, yo, matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm out of fact. Can y'all tell everybody when y'all do a Dunkin' Donuts, please? We ask the men to come out to Dunkin' Donuts every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. We sat, we sit, we talk about topics, and we're moving into different directions. Next week, the topic is going to be about what is the anointing, and what kind of anointing that God put on the seat? Because there are many types of anointing. There's a pulpit anointing. There's a prophetic anointing. Uh, there's a talking anointing. There's a praying anointing. There's a laying on hands of anointing. And so when God begins to move, it's one anointing there. But it uses people in various ways because you just don't want to be limited to the pulpit. When some people say if they're anointed, they talking about how they preach. Well, the anointing is bigger than that. It's one aspect of the anointing. It's prophetic. It's laid on hand. Some people can't preach like other people, but they got a prophetic word in their belly that when they open their mouth, they minister to people. And so then there's the praying that people have fervent prayer that whenever they pray, God moves. They're anointed. They, they flow in that thing. So you can come out to the Dunkin' Donuts for 27th and Huntington Park. That's where we at, brothers. 10 a.m. every Tuesday to 12. We're going to be talking about the anointing. 
We're going to be going into that thing and just sharing what it's all about. If you want to come and join us, come on out. And I always tell people there are time and season when God is moving. Some people, if you got to work, we understand. If you got things you got to do, you can't make it, we understand. Keep us in your prayer. But for those of you who's sitting on the seat of do nothing and whistling to the tune of care less, you ain't got nothing you're doing that time of the day. You need to be out there with us. You need to be out there with us because there are seasons when men come together with different types of strong wisdom. We, It's a healing that takes place there. I'm not talking about people laying hands on everybody, getting churchy. When you hear the words of faith and impartation comes in, it's not like it in the world. The Bible talks about that, man. Men coming together and talking how good and pleasant it is for brothers together to come together in unity. The NBA championship is finished. LeBron lost. He lost, y'all. He'll be back next year. The next big thing coming up is the NBA draft, man. So we can make it out to that thing. We can come on out to you on Tuesday. Come join us. We would love to see you and have you around us. Drink some coffee. Drink hot coffee, cold iced tea coffee. Drink some tea. I mean, just come and fellowship and share with us. And let's see what God's going to do, man. We love you. We appreciate the people of God. And we're building a wall. We're building God's spiritual Jerusalem. This is what we're called to do. And we are sad, we are excited about it, and it is marvelous in our eyes, and it's just an exciting time to be alive because you want to be able to impart to people's lives and take the impartation uh, yourself also. So I'm I'm learning a lot from the men that's there. We got prophets that's there, we got ministers there, we have teachers there, all the brothers are there, and these brothers are seasoned warriors. My God, every time we come together, it's so much. You don't know what God's going to do in the midst of that. A word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, words of encouragement, words of exhortation. So much is going to happen. And when I tell you, the men that come to this thing, they are prophets. Believe you me, they are. They don't tell you they're prophets. They'll sit there, let you talk, let you talk. And when they share with you, they go all into your business. I'm not talking about no fakes. These boys are the real deal. They go in your business. They got eyes to see. <laughs> and sometimes they mess the brothers up because they had no idea this man they sit next to is a prophet. He don't tell you he's a prophet. He don't want to call he don't want to call himself prophet. He don't want you to know. But I mean when he opened his mouth and talked with you, beautiful spirit, sweet spirit, all in your business. All and and he just—it's a healing that takes place and strengthening. Man, I'm telling you, it's nothing. God do things He doesn't write, and He doesn't write, and He know the words to say to you, to encourage you, and strengthen you. So, if you're available. If you got a husband or a son, and they need to be around some godly men, send them to the Dunkin' Donuts on Tuesday from ten to twelve. We be there. Tell them to ask for Brother Calvin. We did. We welcome all the brothers there. We love you, and God bless you, and may God make his face to shine upon you and give you grace. You want me to close it out in prayer, Dr. Will?
Father, in well, the name yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, before you go into prayer, I just want to acknowledge that even though I didn't catch up with them yet, but I know how they roll. Yo, they have fun. Like, it ain't going to be, like, boring. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait nah. to get out of here. No. They be having fun. <laughs> so, yeah. if y'all dumb enough not to know, no. Like me, because I ain't going to chance to go, so I'm going to go. I'm trying to tell you, imagine me there. Can you imagine? Oh, man. And then when you catch them on the basketball court, oh, man. So I play with Ann. So I ball. So I love to see anybody, absolutely anybody on the basketball court, because I know what I can do. So that's another story, but back to the government. Do we need prayer? Now, what we do, we don't be playing basketball, fellas. We sit and we talk about the Lord, but we have a lot of fun. We enjoy it. We deal with different topics that might, as we talking, we talk real talk, men talk. But it's such a joy where you can feel comfortable and open up to the brethren without being judged or criticizing. Somebody saying things to get you on the path that you need to be at or the word that you need to hear in strengthening you and uh, just building you up. That's so important. I never walk with men like this. And my buddy Double A normally be there with us, but he's in college now. I mean, not in college, sorry. He's finishing some, some, some things in his training right now. When he's finished, he said he'll be back there with us too. It's so powerful. Aaron always brings his, his, his tablet, and he writes down notes on God and put something in his spirit. He'll jot something down. But I'm telling you, the heavens is opened up over us in that location. And the people that come through there, the police officer, the people that works in the place, it's such an honor to be there, the respect that people give you. And so we just try to be an example to other people, and souls come through there. So I just want to encourage everybody, let you know that we love you, we, we, we care about you, and we're praying for you. And I hope that one day the ladies can do the same thing we're doing. Maybe they can meet there, maybe somewhere else on a different day. They have their time where they can sit together and have coffee and talk and be an example to the world as they come through that they see women of God sitting there. When they see us, they see men with their Bibles open talking about God, and they can hear us and they're talking, and we're just sharing different principles and understanding things about God's word. And it's been an honor doing that, and we thank God for that door that he has opened. All right, let's pray. Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for all things that you've done and what you're doing. We pray, God, that you will continue to move by your spirit, have your way in our life. Send the rain, Lord, the rain, rain, and the latter rain. In the name of Jesus, move by your spirit. Let no weapon be formed against us prosper. Every turn that rise up against us in judgment, you say you will condemn. God, move by your spirit for the hearers that heard your word. I pray that the seed will dwell richly within them and go down to deep, good, rich soil in the name of Jesus and beat back all the forces of darkness of the enemy and continue to move by your spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray to your glory. Amen and amen. And we thank you, Lord, for Brother Will, for what he's doing. In Christ Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. God bless you. All right, so everybody know what out means.
what way I spell out is obviously you talk. I'm always going to say. And then there's a show. Who's out? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.